And we're back. Yeah, boy. No snacks this time, though. No. Mm-mm. Did have some food, though. Yes. Sometimes we do eat. Wait. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Kenny. That's Josh. This is Random Ramblings. He's not wrong on any of those points. No, I I actually got it all right the first go around. Less than 30 seconds. Yep. I have a mic stand in my hands. No, you don't. You have a ring light stand in your hand. Oh, know what you're talking about now. I had to think about it for a minute. I don't. You know what? L- let's just well, continue. I don't have an OnlyFans. Knew it. I knew it. I don't need a ring light. Back to season one. I don't either. I don't either. But I'm holding. You shall not pass. You're right. I'm sitting down. <laughs> You're right. This is the law. <laughs> yep. This is one of those nights where it's like, eh, what are we going to talk about? I got a funny story. Well, oh. then I think we have something to talk about. Yeah. Well, it, and it's not a camping story, believe it or not. Ooh, mood lighting. Nice. I we're used to um. we're used to recording in. No. 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 He fed me a bunch of sugar, and he's gonna want me to behave. I I just want you to stay over there. <laughs> <laughs> now I just we're used to recording with just lamp light in the room. Yes, but we had the overhead light on for food and snacks and. Um, it's just one of those things, and it was like, ah, something doesn't feel right. This Pictures that hopefully by now I've already gotten up. <laughs> Who knows? That's what she said. <laughs> uh, less than two minutes. Well, that was a picture. <laughs> hey. Uh, no, okay, so funny story. We, uh, we, we took the other truck. I have two trucks, folks. Well, one of them is an SUV, but one of them is a tank. Yes, <laughs> we call them both trucks. Yes, but I we, mean they are. We, took, we we actually refer to one as the beast, also the tank. Yes, same one. So we we took it uh, just about forty five minutes south to the aunt and uncle's house. Okay, so not a long excursion, not a very long. Yeah, <laughs> it's about eighteen and a half feet. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that's according to the specs. But we. Uh, we were coming back, and okay. we well, actually we were headed down. And my wife goes, "Do we do we need gas?" And I looked over, and I'm like, "Nah, not for this trip. I mean, we were just below a half a tank." So I'm like, "Not for this trip, no way." And we've done that trip enough. Know exactly how much Pretty gas much. it takes. Yep. So we're coming back, and uh, we we get we we come around our sit our fair city on our little expressway because we were headed to go pick pick up something we had uh, purchased off of a uh, yard sale. Okay. A Facebook yard sale. Ooh. Yeah, social media yard sale. Uh, you know the fellow. Uh, anyway, DJ friend of ours. Oh, okay. Uh, but at any rate, we're headed to his house, and we we come off from uh, we 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 come off from the uh, the expressway. We're we're rolling through town. I get stopped at a stoplight, and I'm like, you know what? I I know I've got about 30, 40 miles to go. I think what I'm going to do is go get some gas. Just up the road from his house is usually a reasonably priced place. Sure. Some gas. And that way, you know, she has a favorite gas station like a lot of people. That way, I know once we get home, we can park. She can get gas on on her own. So we're going down by our fair tank museum. Do-do-do-do-do-doop. Truck dies. 
We literally had enough. And folks, this thing's heavy enough, and I had enough momentum. I went up a hill and back down another. I just could not make it up the last hill to the gas station. I know exactly where you are now. Yeah. Had I been able to, and you know the first one, it's got the good hot dogs. The little one. Not the trailer one, but the little one. I could have walked to it. Oh, the Daytona. At the top of that hill. Right after you pass Shanty's. Uh, they have hot dogs? Yes. Damn good ones from what I understand. I've been told by five different people now. Okay. And their their fuel prices are actually matching the 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 pallet palace down there within a penny or two. Fair enough. So, you know, I needed just a little bit more momentum. I just didn't have it. Uh unfortunately. And it didn't and, you know, and because it's an SUV, no gas tank in it. Um so I looked over at my wife and she looked right. at me, and she goes, I think something's wrong with my gas needle. I'm you think? No shit. Uh, and she goes, well, you know, this isn't the first time that's happened. And I looked, um, yeah, um, I think your float's gotten lacquered over from where you don't fill it up. You know, you really should fill it up about every other month just to make sure everything's swimming in fuel for a little while. And she goes, yeah, but I don't go anywhere. And I'm like, not the best excuse for not filling up your tank. No. If anything, it would take you forever before you needed to fill right? it again. It's like you really would only have to do it once a month. Right. But uh, at the rate she doesn't drive it. But anyway, luckily we had friends that were, were willing to, uh, and close by, and willing to come by and uh, let us put a little bit of fuel in it so we could get up the hill to the gas station. But And and here's the thing. It's a 45-gallon tank. and I, You're going to be there a minute. Kept, I kept track. <laughs> well, we, we just got a little bit. Right. And because she really wanted to go elsewhere, but when we got done getting that little bit, the gas light came back on again. And she goes, this isn't right. And I'm like, well, we're going to go get more fuel before we go home. So put a total of 26 gallons in a 45-gallon tank, and the needle kept was trying to tell us that thing was full. I, I'd have had a hard time not running it all the way until the nozzle cut off. Just so it was reset on full. Well, she's she's going on a trip. To each their own. Though. She's going on a trip in a couple of weeks. Right. So truck was already slated to go have a little bit of a pre-trip. Well, not even going to call it a little bit. We we send them for pre-trip trip checks Yeah. when they're going long distances. Mine, the, the one that pulls the camper gets a once a year physical is what I call right. it. It goes once a year, period, before our first trip. Uh, this one, we try to send it once a year or two, but since it doesn't go as many long distance trips, but she's taking it down to the coast in a couple of weeks. And she told me, she goes, how am I, how am I going to handle this? And I looked at her, I'm like, well, I can promise you that truck will drive for four hours on a tank of fuel. So you make sure you fill it all the way up. And she's like, well, the instant it hits half a tank, I'm going to want to stop again. Your prerogative, not going to hurt anything. Yeah. More fuel you got in it, the better. Right. So, and she's even going to ask our mechanic to see if there's like an additive or something we can put in there to clean it up, or if maybe that's Probably. a you know, or if maybe he thinks something else is going on because you know you also have a sending unit that's a, in part right. of all of this, and see our the uncle that we went to visit, he actually thought somebody siphoned diesel out of his truck because his sending unit got unplugged somehow. So one minute he parks it and it's full, and next next day he's empty. But it was all just one little mechanism between wow. you know the the. Uh, whatever relay between the the, yeah. the pump float, see that can go bad. 
But yeah, I told her, I'm, I'm like, just fill it all the way to the brim until you can't put any more in it. You know, you got 45 gallons. She goes, are you sure? I'm like, darling, I, we pulled the camper. So the tank hasn't changed size. We pulled right? the camper. We pulled the old camper from here to Myrtle Beach on one tank of fuel. I'm like, remember? Because every time we go to back it in its spot, the fuel light would come on. She goes, oh yeah. Okay. I'm like, you're good. I said, but you know, nobody's going to, you get, you get below a half a tank and you decide you want to get fuel just in case, get fuel just in case. Nobody's going to argue with that. If, if the one, if the physical doesn't diagnose the problem, I would knowing I've got two hours or knowing I've got four, I'd stop every two and top up. Yeah. Because even still, that's a long enough gap. Well, that's what I told her. I said, you're going to more than likely, you're going to stop to get food or pee or something. Right. Stop at a truck stop. Go ahead and top off. It's not going to hurt you. You're not going to hurt anything. I said, because you're going to have to buy fuel to come home anyway. Right. So you're not really going to be spending any more. You might pay a little bit more because you're in a different city. But, Correct. But yeah, that's that's a little unsettling. And what's funny is is she just looks at me and she goes, you just handle this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I, I drive for a living. This is not right. the first thing that's ever cut off on me. She's like, you just popped it neutral and just rode it like a sled. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Till the inertia stops, there's no reason to quit. I'm like, I just... I needed enough inertia to get off of the get out of the road. Luckily, there's five lanes right there, so I just scooted right on over to the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, yep. She told me, and she and she just she goes, she just shakes her head. And she's like, you know, it's just kind of amazing. She goes, I would have panicked and and already been stopped. And I'm like, no, nah, if I'd have had enough, I'd have kept going. I said, because if I could have got to the parking lot of that of that gas station, I said I can push this thing in there. I said that's not a problem. I said it might be heavy, but it's on wheels. I can push it in there. I'll All say, you got to do is be able to start. Yeah. And she she just sort of looked at me, and I'm like, yeah. I said I was going to give it a good shot. I mean, you know, whatever. It's not the first time in my life I've coasted into a gas station. It is an uneasy feeling, though. Yes, it is. <laughs> Especially when you know you have to keep the momentum, and you got to get off down into the curbing, and then have enough to steer back in with last time i had to do Ooh. that gas station was on the same side of the road and it was a slight decline so i oh i had it i just needed to make sure that and luckily that particular car had manual brakes anyway and manual steering so none of that was any any harder than it would have been right uh so it was just a case of get in there and get stopped and then you know hope i can pull up to the pump if not the car was also light enough i could push it and steer it at the same time but Power steering is probably the, if we talked about most underappreciated features, gadgets, advancements, like we don't appreciate it. Now there are some on the older side of things that do. I've never had a vehicle that wasn't power steering. I've had both. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the first clue. I would know because it's like, oh God. The car I had had rack and pinion steering. And uh-huh. just to be real honest, steered better than my lawnmower does. As long as you were moving forward. Therein lies as long as you're moving, you have the same exact, I mean, it, you really, it's a little tighter. Uh, literally is the only way I know how to describe it. Sure. But now if you're sitting still and you're trying to go ahead and cut it to say, get out of a, a parallel parking situation. Yeah, you're going to work. Yeah. Now, manual brakes, hydraulics are hydraulics. Right. Without the power assist, you got to put a little bit more more muscle behind it. But now it comes in handy, like the situation I just had when everything shut down and I didn't have any of it. Right. For me, it was no real difference because <laughs> I've plus some of these things that I, some of these bigger trucks, the, the equipment that I drive does not have all of this stuff on. Correct. It. Now that tractor I drive has got power, everything. Right. Uh, it's even got air conditioning. Thank God. 
because it's a big bubble of glass sitting on top of it. Right. So I had a uh, the couple of summers I worked golf course maintenance. We had an old truck, and, and the golf course was owned by the tire builder in town. So uh, compared to other private courses, budget wasn't a concern. Right. Um, that did not stop the superintendent though from not overextending. Oh, his there's welcome. always a bean counter. <laughs> there's one. Now, for the most part, he had carte blanche, but he also could have that because he was frugal. What he got, he got. What he needed, he needed. There is a backhoe there that has been repainted three times, and it is not repainted to look all pretty and shiny. They hit that thing with gold matte paint. I can promise you. it just goes right on. I can promise you where I work, if we decommission it, it's time. Oh, yeah. Honestly, probably about two years too late. <laughs> I, I think my favorite is any time, and I've done this, I don't do it often, but I'll occasionally see some ad or something for like wholesale surplus sale, and I'm like, I'm going to go check that out. And just look, man, that y'all, public works, and, and not just public works in general. I mean, this is anybody, yeah. but any local government, state government, Y'all literally drive shit till the wheels fall off. Yes. There was a, there was one in particular. It was 45 north, 20 west. I used to work with the, uh, the DOT station that was stationed there. And so they had one. And I was like, well, I know the guys that work on the stuff. If I were to get something, I would trust that stuff. No, there it's was, already worn out. <laughs> it's it is worn out. But one of the things that I think was my absolute favorite is they had a pallet. I had never seen this pallet. I have walked that facility. It is not that large. It is six garage bays. I don't know where the hell they kept this thing. Outside, I'm pretty sure. Just not anywhere I'd found it. There is a pallet that has a riding mower on it. And I'm like, they don't use anything this small. They do around their shop. Yes. The riding mower was sitting on the pallet, and the wheels were stacked on the corners of the pallet, not attached to the unit. And I went, so the next time I'm by there, I ask them, and they're like, yeah, those tires had been replaced two and three and four times. We just weren't putting the time and effort in since that thing was out there collecting dust. Right. Well, see, and that's, here's it, where people are winning with those sales are the people that have the know-how. Correct. People that know how to replace life back PTO boxes or whatever, the motors. People that, that know how to put in a new engine or can fire it up and go, oh, I know what that needs. You know, right. people that can do that are winning mm-hmm. with these trucks. Uh, but, like, I would not. No, I'd have to, I, I would I'd not have to buy, pay I somebody even, to do I it. I wouldn't even buy a lawnmower because I'd... I wouldn't have the ability to no. to do anything like no. that. And, I, and I've got friends that do that know how, but I'm not going to like infringe, in you know. No. But that's who's winning from that. Uh, scrap metal people are winning from that. That depends. Uh, that depends on the price. It also depends on the project. I mean, I'm not talking they're going to scrap yeah, yeah, a whole yeah. dump truck, but you have you have shops that'll buy this surplus mm-hmm. because that gives them parts. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of this stuff is older, and you have a lot of contractors that are having to run older stuff. Mm-hmm. So now this shop has parts. Right. Well, there was that. It's like you always see when uh, the the federal government sells off a, a, a naval asset. 
Right. And they sell it to the scrap, the scrapyard for a dollar. And I'm yep. like, what? Like, please tell me there's a magical transaction. Like, somebody physically walks out, opens their wallet, and goes, I was going to get a pack of nabs, but here, you have this aircraft carrier instead. <laughs> now, obviously, there are return on investments, and, and there's all of that is marketed in. You know, we'll, we'll sell the scrap, but it's got to come back to U.S., you know, facilities. Yeah, and some of that all is... All of that's contracts. It, some of but, that is like a titling and possession thing. Yes. It, it, and it's, that's all it really is, is a right. titling and possession thing. Because they've gutted it of all the technical oh, yeah. You're everything. Not gonna, You're lucky the thing's even I mean, moving. you know, in all honesty, an aircraft carrier turned into an apartment complex would be kind of cool. Just saying. You'd have to find somewhere to put it, though. I mean, in water? Shut up. You know what I mean. You have to find somebody that's willing to sell you that much oceanfront property. <laughs> I, I mean, that if there is any, if there is ever justification for George Strait's oceanfront property, it's turning an aircraft. There you go, Mister Bezos. Into... There's your next delivery center. There's your next service center, Bezos. You buy an old aircraft carrier by messing Jiggins. around. He's he's messing with drone that, delivery. Let it launch. Put from that there. smiley face on there. Found out in a class I took this week, they are actually testing out drone delivery for AEDs. Yeah. And if you don't know what an AED is, automatic external defibrillator. It's a life-saving piece of equipment. Very easy to use. And Clear. Yeah, very much so life-saving. You no longer have to do the whole rub the two things together. and. Uh, yep. The certifications that you used to have to do that, and now, thanks to technology. It's one of those cases where technology's been great. Of course. We have a lot of instances where technology But, but those those are everywhere and pretty much, I mean, they tell you what to do. Literally. It tells you what to do. Yeah, step by step. It tells you on the screen because they're like, oh. But the class I took, because uh, I have to be first aid certified uh, for my job, the class I took Monday to get recertified was telling us that there's a study, I think he said it was at Duke, uh, of all places. I mean, imagine Duke Medical Center, Duke University doing a study on something like this. But they're studying whether or not a drone can actually get an AED like to the field, to the concourse, to the quad quicker than because you got to imagine a campus as large as that. Well, a campus as large as the one we have here, you almost have to have one in every building. Mm-hmm. They're cheaper than they used to be. Yep. But that's still an expense, and then you you still have to have someone. Co- to you have to have somebody qualified to come in and train. You have to have somebody qualified to come in and and check on them every so often. They do have, they to, have be to be checked intended to. But I mean, they make a point if you've got one of these things that's in a drone. And I know the technology is out there to where that drone can go from point A to point B without somebody operating it. It is as the crow flies. It, if it's yeah, literally, GPS I mean, location, it's like if, if, if you have that, if, I don't want to imagine some big, huge Star Wars landing bay, but if you have that thing like here, say in a little garage, probably be a pizza oven sized thing, but, and you can just hit a button and it activates the drone and the drone can, can fly itself a certain set of coordinates closest to you. Because I know that technology is out there too, but. Well, I mean, let's be honest. That's, we, that's what they're looking at right now. Just a couple of hours north of us, the military, I don't know exactly which branch. I'm going to assume Air Force, but I don't know I that. always assume all of them. Well, that's a valid point. <laughs> I really figure if one's got it, they all got it. <laughs> well, I don't I don't so much mean that as I just don't know which jurisdiction it is or which group it is. They all of those drones that are being used all over the planet are 
operated yep. and flown just like I do on the weekends with flight simulator. Yeah. They're flying them real time in those in a just what looks like a damn but office. Anyway, that that was I, I found that to be interesting that they were looking at that yeah. as a proposed delivery to get something somewhere quicker. Because in all honesty, you know, oh my God, are you okay? You call nine one one. You go get me an AED. What if the AED is faulty or... four blocks away? Right. I mean, with a, I'm in a tractor. I'm out in my city working miles away from. Yeah. So I would have to rely, and it was really. Uh, the dude teaching the course kind of liked my response because he asked me one time, he's like, can you, are you going to be able to keep this up for a long period of time? I looked at him, I said, adrenaline will keep me going until you get here. Because we were trained at our local uh, life-saving crew training facility. Correct. So, you know, it's like, and that's my response to that. When they, when they ask, can you do that for a long period of time? I can probably keep this going until you get here. Yeah. Uh, you get into a you get into a haze, you get into a fog of. Well, I've I've been an EMT, so right. I, I know it's strenuous, but I also know that the adrenaline rush is uncontrollable, uh, and you just get rolling. You don't realize you're tired. You don't realize you've done it for twenty minutes until you're done, and then you then you then you're looking around like, what in the hell mm-hmm. did I just do? But you know our our EMS staff we'll go like that the people that handle all of that from our paid services to our volunteer services and our life-saving crew is mostly volunteer we have a few paid crews but not many and we're about to add another you know we talked about that and we're about to add another station mm-hmm. but uh at any rate it's the one it's really the we one have that's been a the most needed yeah we have a phenomenal group of of people handling our emergency services. Absolutely. Fire, police, uh, our life-saving crew. Now, we are a training center for a good portion of this state. Yep. Uh, And we are award-winning on the East Coast. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, the level of training we got uh, Monday is top-notch. But we don't don't play around here. Uh, All of our firemen are first responders because we have the one volunteer Life-saving crew. Correct. Well, that life-saving crew has grown with the city. It's not 100% paid yet. We're getting there. They, they're now they're going to be up to three stations at this point. But those two entities back each other up in such a manner that, and it's like I told the guy, in all honesty, if I'm over here working, I'm not that far away from any first responder you've got. No. And our fire department has SUVs. So your first responder can roll out quicker than that fire engine. Correct. So, you know, it, it it's one of those cases of, in all honesty, teaching us all basic life support is, in first aid, is a great thing because we can make the phone call and get busy and we're not going to be five minutes, ten minutes waiting for help. No. Nope. No, I, I don't disagree at all. I mean, we're, we're very fortunate in this area. I mean, it's, I, I, I talk about it on the air just how fortunate we have it with these folks that are here and just it's it's one of those things where the technology is helping like there's a give and take with technology like i'm still intrigued by ai but i'm also skittish because i've seen enough movies (laughs) and i realize it's fiction i see anything with skynet on it i'm done well but i'm just like there are certain things and i I don't want to be one of those you know, they took our jobs. I, I don't know. 
we, we can't find people now. There's plenty anything. of jobs out there that there's there's no AI for yet. Right. Trust me. Well, but I'm just saying that there is there are places where if you put AI, well, you're taking a job. No, if I were taking a job, I wouldn't need it. If I were taking a job from someone, we wouldn't be researching this ability. We're reaching a point where we need autonomous and autonomy because of that. I think that goes back to, that probably goes back to when the first automation started making it into factories and stuff. Uh uh, Because it did did appear to be taking jobs. But a lot of those people had to be taught how how to to stand there and monitor the the technology. I mean, because you got to... You really do have to figure out, you you might be able to get this machine to do the work of eight people, but you got to have two or three to monitor the machine. Right. So you're not really doing away, you're just causing people to need to be trained. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it like that because not everybody that watches these machines needs to have a degree. No. They just need to be trained. I mean, every piece of equipment we operate, every piece of equipment I know how to operate, I wasn't born and I did not go to college. I was trained. And practice is what makes me good enough at it that I get called in. Pretty much. Uh, that and the fuck, I love them. I mean, that helps. I enjoy operating them. So, therefore, it's not a chore to me. Right. So, see, and that, that, that would be the thing. It, if it's something that I can do... And when I say with my hands, I don't mean like picking up a shovel and doing work. I will do that. That's got to be done. But like if I had the freedom to drive some of the vehicles that you do, I totally would do that. Like I would do that right now. They actually, they get really tired of me asking to drive some of the new stuff. That's not your department, Kenny. I don't care. I want to play with it. Right. (laughs) I just want to play. and And that's the thing. Like that's, and we've talked about that before. If I can get access to the new shiny thing. You can let me use the old shiny thing that you're yeah. not using anymore. Give me the afternoon to just be like, oh, cool, this is this. And then if you ever need me to do the other, I have a baseline. Yeah. I have a baseline. I have job security. I have the ability to read and go, I, oh, yeah. I actually told somebody one time, you really only have to be trained on hydraulics once. Yep. Uh, everything from there is, I, I'm not going to really say standard, but it's easy to figure out. And once you get trained on this particular skid steer, the one beside it operates the same. It may have different levers and buttons, but it operates the same. That That's the same way I am with... I, I got spoiled on hydrostat, hydrostatic transmissions versus your normal gas pedal and brake. I think there are certain vehicles that need to operate with hydrostatic transmissions because it will solve people who... It gives you the ability to have less hand-eye coordination. And let's be honest, and it's not just here. There are plenty of drivers everywhere that you kind of wish had hydro... Uh-huh. See, he rolled his eyes. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And everybody that's listening to this podcast oh, can, te- can tell you within five minutes the last five dumbasses they've had to share the road with. There is a particular street in this town. What's, what's fun is to watch two cars pass in front of you and then one of them slam on the brakes because they can't figure out how to pass a tractor. Ugh. 
I mean, it's like it's it's like the open wheel gets them or something. I don't know, but I can be I can literally be taking up no more road than the car in front of me, and they will fly past that car and then nosedive that damn thing when they get to the tractor, right? And look at me like the hell. Well, I will say this: that that particular piece of equipment does have a giant blade, while it is not spinning at active work pace. Enough people have watched Final Destination. People will skirt around log trucks. It's for a the scary exact piece of reason. equipment, but when you're passing me, you're not passing me on the operating side. Right. Well, that's true. And if too. I'm taking up no more road than the car in front of me, that thing's in its rack and it's not being used. Right. Well, but that doesn't mean it's not spinning no, because it's, it's of not. inertia in general. Well, yeah. It, <clears throat> I'm sorry, folks, about the nose clearing and everything. Allergies really get me. And for whatever reason, this year, the trees have put out an enormous amount of tree sperm, otherwise known as pollen, and it's killing me. <laughs> Can we just call it pollen? I don't know. No, I had to oh, add that in there I, just because. No, it's okay. But anyway, yeah, the uh, un, without everything engaged, the blade does kind of. Yeah, it just kind of But it's really, it. really slow like a Ferris wheel. You know what? I Somebody made that same reference about a big uh, tree cutting machine. I was I guess it was a documentary or something I was watching, but it's one of those where it reaches out, clamps onto the trunk and the wheel just slides. Yeah, I right really under. want to play with one of those too. I totally understand it. But and it just looks like it's barely spinning and the guy goes, "I don't care. I'm not touching that." And what and what he did, he took a stick that is about as big around as my arm. It's a limb. And, and it's just barely spinning. If it's spinning more than three miles an hour, I'd be surprised. And he goes, the amount of time, effort, speed, and weight behind that thing, and he sure as anything, he held that stick right in there, snapped it right in yeah. half, and I went, like, it's barely moving. I, uh, like, there, you would think you could reach your hand in there and stop it. There's what I call a trap. It's too heavy. There's what I call a trap door on my mowing deck, and that actually opens the blades up to be like, there you can... I, I can cut you off at your ankles, literally. And I can wipe out a tree that's about a foot in diameter. That a boy. I throw see, enough RPMs to it, and I can do it quickly. Yeah. And right. see, that's that's the thing. That thing spins based on where I've got that engine running. I would like to offer a small potential. I've sent you video of that. Yes, you have. <laughs> it was awesome. I just didn't want to mention it because I didn't want you to get in trouble for videoing while you're working because I know you guys have. I had somebody rules. else driving at the time. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, that makes great sense. Trainee, you know. Yeah. So I, I have a bit of a, a life hack. That Which this tractor, I can actually set my phone up. It's got a place to sit my phone. Yeah. So I can actually set it up and, and it, it will video out the window if I want it to. Nice. You know, that's a really cool diagnostic feature for your technicians at the shop, yeah. potentially. I've done that. that up I have actually done that before. And I would justify that so I don't catch hell for anything else. I have actually, I've done that before, though. Uh, I have had to video where a leak is or what something's doing, or I've had to record what the noise is, you know, because it's kind of hard to describe some of this stuff. Yep. Uh, For me, anyway, because I don't know what the parts are. Uh, They're all doohickeys and whatchamacallits, and they make the gizmo work. Yeah. So the. Maybe it's just me, but anybody who's had to trim back along their tree line, around their property, some do, some don't. If you live in a subdivision, you don't have to worry about that. It's just a matter of, well, that guy didn't mow his yard far enough. I'll make an extra swipe. I have 
a fairly sizable natural border around the back of my property, it can be a bit of a pain to mow because I get stuff that's a little thicker and I have a mulching mower and it doesn't behave or it's overhanging and I'm trying to brush stuff out of my face. It's a real pain in the ass. No big deal. Well, some of the stuff is a little larger than a trimmer can do. Now, they make heavier gauge string and they make the little bladed head for brush cutting and all that. I'm not interested in swapping all that nonsense out. No more than I'm trimming. It's usually once a year for me. And I reached a point this, I'll call it winter. We never really had a cold winter, but by calendar, it was winter. I had a, um, I'll call it an epiphany, for lack of a better term. I have a cordless, I'll call it a tool, because I can put different pieces of equipment on it. it it's It's got multi, multi-purpose heads. I put the hedge trimmer head on it, but I can hold it at a weed eater and adjust the angle. I use that along the brush line. Highly thrilled with the success of that. (laughs) As opposed to sitting there and just smacking a trimmer against a small tree until the thing goes down. If it works. It was glorious. I made one pass. It took me like 20 minutes. It would have taken me 45 well, see, to the, an hour with the, a trimmer. The mower I'm doing is is to it's to cut right aways where there's unoccupied. Yours can take out livestock. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's just cut the shit. Yours can take out livestock. But see, sometimes I get to a place where there has been a lot that's changed hands. Uh-huh. And it's overgrown. Yep. Now... We have a whole department to go find those owners and say, hey, you've got to mow your grass. But you also have the people that are living around there right now that are now having a hard time seeing to get in and out of their driveway. And uh, and this and this happened one, one go round, uh, it, and it was a case of, can you, can you mow that right there? I can mow the right of way. I can only mow the right of way. I cannot mow the whole lot. I can I can mow the right away. Yeah, you can mow and, uh, the fluid area. You know, of course, then I call in the address so that the other department can come do their thing. And I and I tell them I'm going to mow the right away because there's somebody complaining about not being able to see up and down the road coming in and out of their driveway. Yep, they're on board. Mow the right away. And you know, the person that w- was asking me to do it, they're like, "Will you be able to take that out? Oh, just get out of the way." Yeah, just step I, you aside. know, I don't even I, I know that sounds harsh, <laughs> but I'd like for you to go take cover. Or sit in your car and watch or whatever because I can promise you what you're calling a thicket is about to be leveled. I'm not going to lie to you. That is the moment for me where I feel like in some small capacity, and and feel free to debunk this as you see fit, there's a part of me that feels like this is why your apartments wear button-up shirts because when you you are helping that person... You are revealing the giant S <laughs> because you're like, stand back. It, I, it's no, I will be a hundred percent honest. It's it's rather fun when somebody goes, can you can you handle that? Oh yeah, stand back. You know, it that's kind of fun. It it really is. And when you're done and and you flip because this thing's on a boom and it, it has a place to rest behind the tractor when it's in. Uh, when it's in motion, like, like driving pulling, down the road, it's like so it's like putting. Out of a holster. Yeah, it's like putting. It's I was going to say it's like putting your shotgun back in the back holster or whatever, you know, or or an arrow back in your quiver. Like, it's like when you're when you and then you wave and you drive off, you know, and it's like you know you can almost hear the superhero music in the background. It's like 
those it's those moments where kids want to join that department. Well, that's they the thing. There's a lot of this. Unfortunately, the tractor horn sounds like a motorcycle horn, but oh. you know, it, it, it's yeah. nothing. But the kids, a lot of times, I'm in neighborhoods. There's a small stretch that I have to take care of, yep. and the kids want to be out there. And it's like if they're out and they're coming close, I shut it all down. And then I and I I will go and talk to them. I don't care, and I'll tell them I don't care if you're watching this. I need you f- to watch from over there. Yeah, you know I want them in thing. a safe spot because this thing, thing will, will fling. this thing will fling stuff left and right. But and I want them to watch because I was a kid. I loved all this stuff. I used to love to watch the plows come down the road in a snowstorm. Uh, a little bit I different now a, that I have to drive to go get in a plow in a snowstorm. But anyway, I was uh, always much more appreciative when the folks that were doing our neighborhood opted to send the road grader yeah. as opposed to the dump truck <laughs> because that thing is massive. Uh, you don't appreciate it when you're driving by a construction site because you're pissed off it's down to one lane. <laughs> but when you're sitting there as a kid and you're sledding and you watch this monstrosity oh, yeah. come through your neighborhood, you're like, whoa. Like, I'm okay with the snow day ending. Then you realize it's ice, and they're not. All they're doing is giving you a fresh layer for yeah, speed. Yeah, they're just polishing it. <laughs> they're giving oh. you a. You are I'd my Zamboni. You are I would my love. I was just going to say, I'd love to drive a Zamboni just once. You just are my once. country Zamboni. That's what you are. Thank you, sir. But yeah, I mean, I you, you kind of what well, I do anyway. I kind of want the kids to be able to enjoy and have a good yeah. time. I mean, you know, the taxpaying citizens bought all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> you, at least you, we can do is entertain your kids. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> why not? And you're right, though. You don't know which one's going to go, wow, that is the coolest thing on the planet, and then come get that job. Yeah. Well, not from you. <laughs> no. You <laughs> have to my fight. job. One yeah, of our newbies come out just to see, because I have to grease it once a week, and one of our newbies come out just to see what I was thinking. We have a battery-powered grease gun for this thing because it's got like 20 grease points. Yeah. So this guy come out just to see why we have this monstrosity of a grease gun. I looked at him. I said, get your meat beaters off of my damn tractor. You're not coming over here. <laughs> he's like, Step he's like, wait a minute. You said the same thing about that truck over there. And I'm like, and you will keep your meat beaters off of it until I or that guy right there has trained you. <laughs> my boss just shaking his head like, God, can he just stop? I but that's the thing, though. It's one of those, especially when you work in a, a department or an organization, it doesn't matter if it's local government. Or not. It could be anything. It could be landscaping. Any of these guys that are doing, like, home landscaping crews, you'll notice longevity and ownership have their perks. Yes. Those guys get off the truck. You grab that trimmer. You grab that blower. You grab that rake. I'll turn this key. <laughs> yep. There there was always something, even when I worked golf course maintenance, it was like, do I get to drive the cart? Hell no. You're riding with me because I've been here for eight or nine years. You're just summer help. Okay. And then when you're out there doing whatever the job is, you're like, hey, move that cart about six feet. Okay. Well, run, see, run, 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 run. When I'm, when I'm most in exciting po- six feet. When I'm in a position to train. Uh, pretty much yeah. anybody we got coming in brand new, we have like a week's worth of training videos you have to go through before you're allowed to get on your crew. <sighs> well said. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long week, but there's a lot of stuff you need to know before right. you get started. So pretty much anybody that has been hired to operate any of this equipment, if I find out you've been hired to operate that equipment and you're out with me that day, you're, you're going to play. Yep. I'm going to find a safe way to let you do whatever 
for just a little bit because it's kind of like your reward. Plus, I like to see the look on their face. Because some people, it's like you can tell they're nervous. They don't ever want to touch it again. And then you have these other people that you can tell. Give me, give me, give me. You give me. can tell they want yeah. more. They just, they can't, they want more. I'm They've got to have it right I now. I am that guy. And uh, and it's hilarious because the past couple of new guys we've hired, um, outside of mowing season, they ended up with me. Uh, and my boss actually come up. It was like, and the other truck, the crane truck was being operated, but I was on the ground. My supervisor come up and he's like, what are you doing? Training a new guy. Why? Look at the grin on his face. (laughs) Dude, that dude is undergoing his training to get his license now. (laughs) It's like, I mean, it's, but that's how we figure that. that, That's how I figure that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. out. Let's go ahead and put them on it now and, and see what they do. I mean, and if they're, if, if they're barely touching the controls and they're not grinning, then that's not for them. Right. Not not at that time anyway. Maybe later after they've been around it a little bit. Yeah. Because for a lot of people, it's overwhelming. For me, it was like, when do I get to drive that? I mean, mm-hmm. I literally came back from my first day and like, when do I get to play on that? And they're I, looking at me like, you got to be kidding. No, I want to play on that now. Right. I have a general idea. Let's go. Yeah. Let's I, go. It's, okay. It levers, hydraulics. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. Kind of. Pressure control. Yeah. It, there's a feel to it. I'm a gamer. I am already well ahead of the of the field when, of hydraulics. When I got started uh, on on that one, I just it's a knuckle boom is what it's called. But I I dug a divot that I had to re, I had to fill it back in. Uh, oh darn! Well, that <laughs> it's the only one I dug. <laughs> There's oh, did they make you fill it by hand? Yeah, I had to fill it back oh, in. No, so I, it's like well, what what I picked up, I didn't realize I dug it until after I dumped everything in the truck. Oh, so now there's no... Uh, so now I, I had to... And, and, and that was fair for me to have to go back oh, and clean sure. up after myself. I don't have a problem with that. But from then on, I knew what not to do. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I work real... I, I've tried my best. I mean, because that because that's when I start playing against myself. That's right. when I start competing with New myself. It's like, I can pick that up. No, don't get that. Don't throw that stick in there. I can pick that stick up. <laughs> you know, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's what happens uh, with me anyway. Uh, not yep. everybody's like that, but no, it it is a challenge, and I I get that from just and again I always go back to gaming because that's what I've done the most of in my downtime that has allowed me to see and try and do different things because it's like oh okay yeah I could like now he's we'll gonna play. be looking for public works simulator no <laughs> I don't need to there's construction simulator if I'm really interested. There, look, there are some. I could beat your ass at that. Yeah, I bet you could. Uh, not necessarily because it doesn't have the flight stick controls. You're using the thumbsticks, and so it won't take me long. I didn't say it would. You knew the mechanics to do that, but they they make simulators for everything. Yeah. By God, there's a train simulator. That is the most boring game on the planet. But by God, I want to be efficient at it. I Driving like a train. Trains. I love real trains. Same. I. Driving a train is literally the most boring while exhilarating. Yeah, I mean, it's thing all ever. throttle and brake, man. It is. <laughs> you know, it's all about it. braking distance. And if the thing has GPS locators, it will tell you when to stop. Like it's slow down, slow down, slow down. You reach over, you pull back on the throttle, speed up, speed up, back up. I mean, it's now. Driving a train is by no means idiot proof, and if I by chance happen to have no, an engineer listening, you, trust me, I understand. Yeah, and we we're also very well aware that you have to have a bachelor's degree <laughs> before you get behind the 
throttle of that thing. Time served also counts. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, that should always count. But, you know, anybody coming fresh out of the gate is going to have right. a bachelor's in engineering. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you've been on it long enough and you've you've made your made, – right. made, made, Wow. Just make up words, Kenny. And you've made your way up through the – which, you know what, that – there are actual there are colleges, and I'm talking big name colleges that are actually starting to use your work experience as college credit. I think that is excellent because I think it brings a lot of it. It adds validity to part time work. It's not all for nothing. It helps with reliability, responsibility. I mean, money management is the thing. I mean, it's just. There's not enough credit given to the part-time job at all. No. In general. There's actually, I don't think there's enough credit given to those people that got started on a job when they were 18 and they're still there at 25, 30, mm-hmm. 35, 40. I mean, we we, we go past our, our soda distributor down on next to the river mm-hmm. uh, at the big used car lot. They're constantly throwing banners out there. And, I mean, we're talking people have been there 25 and 40 years. Yep. Uh, and the, what they know is unreal. I'm not saying that anyone with a college degree knows less. I'm just saying that that guy probably knows a good 40% of what you studied in school. Well, yeah. I mean, now it's going to be job specific. Yep. Well, I mean, I, when I, when I started at the industrial supplier, I had a very, very limited knowledge of all of the products. Like I didn't. My dad and I would tinker with stuff or we would do projects or something around the house. But for the most part, it wasn't a normal, oh, we have a toolbox full of nuts and bolts. I had to learn that from scratch. And you know who my boss was. And there's a course that we are supposed to take that all new employees are supposed to take. But because our store was uh, so low on (laughs) usable staff, Josh never got that. Josh got to go learn and do all of those things. I was trying to wake up the mouse and I hit the wrong button, but it's okay. You guys still got all of that. And if it dipped to one channel, it's it, it's on me. Don't worry. Uh, but Josh got to learn all that on the fly. So they'd come in, ask for stuff, so on and so forth. And I'm like, okay. So I'm going over to look. There's those two numbers on that bin. Okay, it's that one. Like I didn't have any of that. It was all practical experience. Now I can drive by a bridge and go, Oh, that's held together with dut, 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 dut. My wife goes, how in the hell do you know that? I sold it. I sold it to someone that needed it. They showed me. They they were nice enough to walk me around either the job site or the facility that they were using them at. And I was able to go, ooh, fun. I mean, that was, that was part of my favorite. Anytime I got a new account, I get to walk around and learn about what they do. Something new. I've seen dozens, hundreds of different industries. One of my favorites hydroelectric that is just phenomenal what they are accomplishing and it's the most minimal it looks like a shell building on the river and you're going god if i sneeze too hard this building's gonna fall right (laughs) and then you realize when they are taking something apart and they let you look down in where that turbine is and you're like holy shit or the magnets or anything they're like i wouldn't touch that i wouldn't get near that like okay you expose copper wire on these cores. It's generating electricity through friction. It's yeah. the damnedest thing. But, and I will. Ne- I don't want to get any of them in trouble, and I know who the owners are, so they would cut me a break on this. 
we're not telling OSHA, but the one in particular that I visited the most frequently was a small one, but they, they had two or three other facilities and I got there in the fall. Well, on that large river North of us that runs all the way to the coast, <laughs> leaf season is a real toughie because it goes through the mountains. I'm sure. Well, they have grates to prevent all of that stuff from getting into the turbines and creating a slush and muck and whatever. They let me operate the crane they use during leaf season. It is the most mundane looking thing on the planet. But it slides right down the grates, close it up, picks up several hundred pounds of soaking wet leaves. See, and hire me. Right? <laughs> I'd do it. Right? Um, the only time I wouldn't want that job is when they are in the middle of the rebuilding process. They have to close off one of those giant channels. Yeah. And while you and I would think, oh, there's these big metal doors that close and block off. Nope, it's wood. It's wood. And they just block one entrance with it and they close the gate with wood. And I'm like, and he goes, and you know, ne- the water's never fully out. Water's going to win. Yeah. There is one thing. I'm working in, it's not enough to cover his feet, but you are standing in a puddle. Yeah. The entire time, and the puddle is moving. And knowing at any point, if that wood gives way, there is no chance. You yeah, have you're zero done. chance. You're, you're done. Oh, and, and and that's that's an unnerving thought. <laughs> but some of the prettiest views on the river are taken from there. Oh yeah, just because it's just, yeah. That but I'm just pulling up leaves. I did that for forty minutes, and I realized what I'd done and how much potential uh, trouble I'd be in for not doing my job. And I went, I should probably go. And he goes. We do this every Tuesday. <laughs> Damn it. And somewhere there's a guy looking forward to Tuesday. I I can promise you somewhere there's a guy looking forward to Tuesday. 99% of the time they look forward to Tuesdays. Because when they tell me that my equipment's down, I start looking around. What's left for me to operate? Right. <laughs> it's like not, I don't want to do the I don't want to do that job. I want to drive that. Now, now, not to be too gross, but it does the negative side of Tuesdays. There is a uh, paper plant further upstream. Oh, it's going to stink. It, you're drudging up all of that pulp. Yep. Now, to their credit, they do a phenomenal job of cleaning all that stuff out. The EPA and OSHA and all that demand certain expectations. The other side of that is animals. Whether that's fish, they've pulled deer yeah. that have been submerged and that just... Mother Nature has taken its course. Fell, got hurt, got hit, fell in, whatever. Well, it flows down the current, yeah. especially during heavy rains. It churns all that stuff up. And there have been a couple times where they go down with the crane and they pull out a soggy, decomposing deer. <laughs> My goes, luck, first day on the job. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like the beginning of a Bones episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, granted... They have an answer for that, and it's the same answer they do for their leaves. They use the crane, move it past the dam, let it go. And he goes, those days, though, we lower the crane. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't have to deal with the mess. Right. But, but he said it's just it's one of those things. It's just the part it, of it. That's actually circle of life, basically. Yeah, And but he said, he goes... I don't care where the circle of life goes, you never unsee that. You no. never unsmell that. No. <laughs> and you never unhear it. No. Which, all of that makes perfect sense because, again, it's a giant hydraulic crane. 
But well, um, I, I get loaned out all the time, and I got loaned out one time, and I had to run the truck that picks up the hit animals. Uh, that job would be tough. First, first, first one was a fresh deer, and you know you have to cable it into the back of this truck. Yeah, there's actually a winch on the back of uh, a rear loader trash truck. Oh, okay. Truck. So you 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 hook it around its uh, carcass, front paws, hook it, drag it up, so that you don't have to actually try and pick up. Because the guy that normally does this is by himself. Right. But what got me the worst was somebody's. Uh, I think it was about a nine, ten month old puppy. Oh, that'll. And it, again, fresh kill. So it was a case of it. It it wasn't the the stiff carcass that you'd hope for. It it still looked all soft and cuddly, like it needed to be petted. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and they were laughing at me because here I am trying to be all gentle and everything. And they're like they're like it's dead, and I'm like I'm a dog owner. Shut up. Right. <laughs> so I, this is my nightmare. You just hush up. I, I watched I watched a guy a group of guys do that. There were a pair of them. Um, this particular state level DOT truck did not have a lift. So they were giving it the whole heave ho one on each end. And I'm like, that has got to be the worst. And he goes only in the summer. Yeah. In the winter, it's not bad in the summer. I'd rather you shoot me. And I went, God, for obvious reasons. I mean, but again, it's gotta be done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Just leave that out in the middle of, which a lot of times God's little cleaners, the buzzards, the vultures, they get it pretty quick too. They don't mess around. Them birds can pick a carcass. They do, and they don't pull punches with it either. Have we even cracked a joke this episode? We've laughed at a couple things. Wow, we got like dead serious on some work, didn't we? You know what? It's because that's all all of us do anymore. We work, 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 work for 50, 60, 70 years only to enjoy 10 or 11. Oh, I and just played dead. last weekend. Well. I am finding the moments where I have those. I force myself to now. Yeah. I get it. I mean, it's it's I just a, it. it's a case of I'm at the point now, child's raised, child's out, child's doing her own thing. Yep. So now it's like, hey, you want to play this weekend? Yes, I, I will play. What do you want to go do? Right. Well, we just, we actually had that recently. Um, we were the the workplace and people within the workplace were recognized for um, work done in a competition, so on and so forth. Um, so we actually had little one's first night away from home. Oh, nice. So she has stayed by herself away from us because we went last year, and, but my sister came and stayed here, so she was sleeping here. And so it's as close to normal as you would expect. Well, this time... We didn't have that luxury. And I said, you know what? She's two. It is time. It was the first Sometimes night. you got to rip the Band-Aid off right. and go. So we took her to my parents, which she naps there during the week. She knows what that, you know, she knows what to expect. And let's be honest, she's two. She's running wire to wire. When it's time to crash, she drops. Just, <laughs> bye, see you later. The, our only hope was because it was a pack and play versus a crib, she'd sleep through the night. Thankfully, she did, but it was it was an opportunity for us to go out and do some of the same. We went to a, a resort that had a casino and all sorts of and we and we talked about this some uh, on the podcast last year when we went and just how uncomfortable I am at that place because I don't everything is more expensive than my home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so it's just it's but it was a good opportunity to get away and a, a test for what it will be twenty to twenty five years from now when she's out and on her own. Look, and, I I tell everybody we put wheels on our kids' ass. Yeah. If she wanted to go, we let her go. If uh, and it and, and it it sounds worse than what it was. It's not like we just went. Oh, look, a stranger who has a kid that she likes. Oh yeah, you can go. We didn't. But like family, if she wanted to stay with one of her grandparents, bye. Yeah. Well, uh, the aunt and uncle that, that we visit, they they've taken them. They've taken her camping, and it's it's just a case of we wanted her to to know it was okay to be away from home. Yep. So we kind of wanted to build that, bit us in the ass, she moved four hours away. <laughs> but, you know, we but we wanted to build that independence, and that's one of the ways you can do it. It's like you're you're going here for the night. You know, Grandma wants you here. You know, Auntie wants you here. And, you know, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, I think the first couple of, like, sleepovers with friends was where I was nervous. Right. Because sometimes we were meeting those people barely – Two three days before this thing was going to happen, right? Uh, and I was the one again. You know all my little rules. I needed to know their address, what they drove, blah blah blah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and some of this happened before cameras were on phones. Uh, so you know, it we were kind of peculiar there. We we got a lot of information, and we were we were a lot of times the host family too. We right. we were like, oh, your friend can come here. Yeah, no problem. They can come here, if which you're we, we, helped choice, out, we helped I'd out a lot way. of other parents that like, we, we need a date night. Your kid can come here. Right. You know, but, uh, because we wanted it, we, we felt like if we opened our doors, we knew who she was hanging out with. We there got to meet go. their parents. They, you know, we kind of had a, a way of keeping an eye on things and we would go through what, what, what give us your rules, you know, because everybody's got a little bit different rule. Yep. And, you know, because if you absolutely, you don't want your child watching anything but Disney, then I want to make sure I don't put anything on but Disney. Right. Because uh, you, you don't want to be that parent. Sure. Where it's like, oh, they can't go to their house. But, uh, and some of this, like I said, you got to just rip the Band-Aid off. Yep. Because some of it hurts your feelings more than it hurts theirs. We were scared to death. Because not that my parents, I mean, my parents keep my daughter all day and it wasn't that it was just, New are, we aban- are we abandoning? Do we feel bad? Is she going to be all upset? Guess what? She didn't give the first crap no. where we were. Never once. The only time she asked was the next day because it had been overnight and we weren't the ones to get her out of the crib. And she was like, Oh, Hey, I'm excited. Where are mommy and daddy? And then when my parents told her, Oh, okay. Off she went to her normal routine. And the more she does this, the easier it's going to be. Correct. And then she'll grow into doing it. Yeah. And I, my child loves spending the night at her granny's house. Mm -hmm. Uh, She thought that was one of the best things on the planet. Yep. So, you know, we thought thought that was awesome too, because, you know, you have a limited time on this planet. Yep. So, but uh, we 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 thought that was absolutely great, fine and wonderful. We didn't mind her spending the night at other people's houses, church trips. By then, when it come around time for church trips and stuff that were going to be weekends and things, she wasn't scared to go. We right. didn't have to battle the whole come on, mommy. You know, we didn't have to battle mm-hmm. all of that because she was like, or yeah, drive whatever. an hour and a half to get her from you know, whatever sleepaway it's, camp it's she like, was at. <laughs> for, yeah, and, and everybody else would be like, oh, they're going to call at eight thirty. What? We'll make sure everybody calls home at eight thirty. 
Please don't. Huh? Don't. Because she's gone, we playing. Don't be calling me at 830 interrupting me playing. Right. And my child's over like, I don't want to call them. I'm leaving. I'm go I'm going for a retreat. This is getting away from mom and dad, please. Right. Now, let something go wrong. Different story. And no, we were never, never were we at a point where we couldn't have gotten to her. Right. Or could not answer the phone. We would have not we we but, will very much not allow ourselves but, to be in that situation. But yeah, either. I can guarantee you if she was away on a church trip, we were going out to eat. Right. <laughs> we were going to one of those restaurants that don't serve chicken nuggets. <laughs> it's I get it. I get it. You get used to it. And everything's different. And me sitting over here telling you, oh, it'll be fine, doesn't help. No. Speaking of that, though, I did try something new while we, since we're, we're kind of closing things out here. And you talked about places not serving chicken nuggets. I had octopus for the first time. Did Congratulations. Not hate it. Didn't hate it. Did not hate it. Um, it was different. I will readily admit it was different. Um, but would I try it again? Absolutely. The people around me looked at me like, the hell are you doing? Uh, I have started, I've started talking myself into stuff like that too. Yeah. I have my favorite haunts and uh, everybody does. And I have my favorite dishes there. Yep. And I realize this is no big stretch like trying octopus. Oh, yeah, yeah. But now it's like, if I'm getting takeout, let me get my favorite. If I'm going to go there and eat, I'm reading the damn menu. Right. Well, and that was the and thing. The here. night we went out for my birthday, I had the hardest time trying to decide <laughs> what I wanted because I, I had a taste for what I call them bar burgers. Yep. Uh, because they're big, they're thick, they're they're cooked they're cooked to a, a decent medium, medium well like a steak. They taste like a steak, and they've got so much stuff on them. It's just wonderful. Uh-huh. But at the same rate, I kept looking at different stuff on the menu, going, "God, that looks so good." So that was the thing. I fretted this one. Because of the description, because of the sauce type. Now, you guys know I have acid reflux. I have had serious bouts of it recently. Nothing that's required a hospital, but I am on a prescription for it. So I'm very particular about let's not set it off if I can avoid it. So one of the sauces by description is just a name that I can't pronounce. So I Google it. Well, it tells me what it is. That turned out to not be the case. I asked him, I'm like, tell me about this dish. And he goes, it's a little salty. And he goes, I'm going to clarify, it's a lot salty. However, it's also very peppery. So if you have, if you enjoy salt and pepper, you're in the mix. Turns out it was a Parmesan sauce, not by the description that they had. The description they had was more of a tomato, basil, garlic. Oh, that would have set off some acid Caper sauce. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like. I think you can dissolve rust with that. Correct. And that was my concern. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. And then he goes, well, it's in a a Parmesan sauce. And I went, well, that that brings the salt to it. Not to mention the octopus. If it is caught fresh versus farm raised. It's going to be salt. It's going to have a salt to it because of the where it's raised. Um, so I'm like, but once he told me it was a cream sauce, I went, I'm in because of whether it's a lemon cream sauce or a Parmesan sauce or an Alfredo, I can pick and choose my battles there. Now that's going to be rich. I'm going to fight a different battle, but I can step away from it. This is where you kind of want a food flight, like a beer flight. Uh, We talked about this restaurant Yeah, the day of the sampler platter is, is going away. 
Now, a lot of your seafood restaurants have a sampler. Uh, but the day of the sampler platter is going away. And I, I kind of, now that I want to be a little bit more adventurous, I'm kind of missing that. Uh, because now at, at a seafood restaurant, I, I am absolutely being more adventurous. And what's happening is I'm ordering shrimp and some cut of fish. Yep. You've, and you then can, that way, if I, if I, if I get on the fish and I don't really like it, I still have my shrimp over yep. here that I can, I can finish up. Uh, but I, I don't want to, cause especially if I'm spending a lot of money, I don't want to be unhappy, but I do want to kind of try Yep, some some new and different things, and I'm I'm talking, I, which I've been to a German restaurant. I'm not huge on Asian food. I say that, but I can go to a Korean restaurant and order. I go to Chinese and Japanese. I have a hard time ordering, I, and I don't I don't know where the difference is, and I don't know somewhere along the way. I've probably known somebody, met somebody, or whatever. Had a bad experience. Or maybe the Korean restaurants I'm going to are, are, are giving me a better description than than the other places that I'm going to. But I usually have to, I'm sitting at, at a, ja- a Japanese or Chinese restaurant. I'm always, whoever I'm with, I'm like, what's that? What's that? What's that? Uh, and typically get the same freaking thing because I know it's a safe choice. It's a safe bet. Uh, but we, we, went, we went to see the kid one time and we walked into this Korean restaurant and I just, read the menu, put it down, and my wife's like, so what do you need help with? No, I know exactly what I'm ordering because I know what kimchi is. I know what Korean barbecue is supposed to taste like. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I just went down the list, and my daughter's sitting over there going, excuse me? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they've been heavy on the Korean side of Triple D or something. I have no clue, but I know what I'm ordering because I can get everything I just mentioned in that platter right there. Well, and that's, I think that's the other thing that a lot of folks tend not necessarily miss out on, but you get so hung up on what it is. Like, I don't, I don't remember if we talked about it. And if I did, please stop me and say, don't be a dick and we'll call it a day there. But, um, my father and I had to meet recently. My mother had to stay in a hospital out of town because that was the only bed they had open. We agreed to meet at a restaurant in the middle because they needed some essentials. Load up truck, off I went. Met them, no problem. We agreed on a restaurant. And um, so we met. And I'm sitting there going, I'm looking through this menu, and I can eat pretty much anything on it. Like, I'm going, damn it, I can't just pick one thing. I can't do it. I can't just pick one thing. There's nothing that jumps out. It all looks good. And then I see food, like we've talked about in the past, get delivered, and I go, okay. I am so bad for what's that. Well... (laughs) I'll do it. In the, a these were self-explanatory enough that I didn't have to go with what's that because it's it's what I will call Americanized restaurant food. It's it's your steaks. It's chicken. I mean, it, it's obvious. There isn't like an Asian restaurant where you're going, "What's that?" You, you don't have to worry about that. I, this this wasn't that involved. I wanted to look at the quality of the plating, how it's laid out, and I'm going to go. Okay, I can order anything, and as long as it's going to look close to that, I'm good. So now I'm back to square one. So my dad gets there 20 minutes later. I have still not made a decision. He sits down, looks at the waitress, and he goes, I'm late. He's had time. What would you eat? And he just breaks the look right at her. And she goes, it's Sunday. Ribs. And he goes, done. No problem. My birthday, I pulled one, uh, well, kind of out of uh, my daughter's boyfriend's book. We went to a place up where they live that's Mm -hmm. got like a four-page burger God. menu 
Yep. Oh, if I can get you up there, I'll be happy to take you here. You would love it. It was like reading a freaking novel of of burgers. I feel like it's that um, that cake, it was that difficult. Cake and when I go back, I already know which one I want. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. It was difficult. I almost ordered like three, <laughs> just yeah. so that I could. I mean, I was gonna like cut them in quarters or whatever. But I'm telling you. But he couldn't if you make do a, a dis- flight of sliders and beers. You he, are going to be rich. He couldn't make a decision, so he just told the the, the server. He's like, surprise me. Which I'm sitting over going, wrong. But he he got what he ended up getting was the server's favorite yep. burger. Okay, now now that I figured that part out. But anyway, I was ordering for my birthday. Decided to get my get the bar burger, and she just looked at me and she goes, "So how do you want that cooked?" And I just looked at her and I'm like, you know, that's the one I wasn't really prepared for. She goes, "Some pink, little pink, no pink." And I looked at her. I said, "You know what?" surprise me she goes what do you want on it i said again surprise me she brought me a great burger yep yep no i get it It, sometimes you just gotta let go because i i watched my dad let go of those uh, just decide what he wanted and i went and i literally threw my hands up in the air and i went screw it i'll have ribs and then she goes well if you can't decide on just one we offer the 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 turf and turf where they give you the steak you get a 14-ounce ribeye and a half rack of ribs. It's a damn plate Good of food. Good God. It is a plate of food, not to mention two sides, and sourdough Texas toast. There's more places that are starting to do shared plates now, too. Well. Where you can get like two or three entrees on yes. there. The German restaurant we went to in Waynesboro, uh, God, I wish I could remember the name of the place. I'm going back there again, too. Uh, they served everything family style. Yes, I love that. I understand the 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 harsh reality against that because there's a lot of potential food waste. Potential food waste. Not with my child around. Oh well, I've got to tell the story. I've, I've, I've done the teaser. I'll tell the story anyway. We go. My mom's with us, and my mom, who just enjoys eating out, is just having a time. What are you going to get? 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 Now, German food, by the way. Not really that much different from a lot of what you eat around here. It's it's heavy on on the meats, and they they love some some pig over there, uh, but not in the way that we do here. No, though. there's a lot of sausages and things yeah. like that. They do a lot of preservatives, preserved meats now, stuff that can withstand. Again, time. I had an, I had enough familiarity. I knew how I knew what to order, how to order. Sure. I was able to help my mom navigate through, and everybody ordered something a little bit different. My daughter did the safe choice. She ordered a chicken dish. Chicken dishes are tend to be the, your safe choice pretty much anywhere. Cheesy now, chicken with bacon. They, they brought <laughs> they brought uh, green beans, uh, red cabbage, white cabbage, and sauerkraut. I do believe. I think we had four vegetables on the table, mm-hmm. and I'm the only one that eats sauerkraut. So I was having a blast with that. Well, my daughter got this. She had about half her protein left, and. She was looking around, and there wasn't a lot of any side. So she was going to want a box. Well, the lady come back. Y'all need anything else? And my daughter spoke up. We really need some more green beans. Now, I was still I was still eating, so it was a valid. She comes back with the green beans, and then my daughter goes, I'm going to need a to-go box. She comes back with the to-go box. My daughter had a meal the next day. Yes. And, I mean, she did. She put all of the green beans, the leftover, I think it was the, uh, the she didn't like the red cabbage, even though it all tastes the same to me. But, you know, she put she she put everything but the sauerkraut in that box, and she had a whole meal. That, our, that table was empty. 
Yep. So I've I've had one meal served family style, but unfortunately, in true fat kid fashion, I was the only one at the table. <laughs> uh, I was I was on a cruise. It was the first cruise I'd ever been on. I loved it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Not sure I'd want to go with anyone else. I love my wife, but the true freedom to be literally hands off. I've made the travel. I've made the trip. I got a boat captain carrying me everywhere I need to go. I can literally do as much or as little or nothing as I want. I don't have to plan it. I'm a trip Nazi, so I planned a lot, but it was my a lot, not everything else. So I go to the steakhouse on the boat, which, by the way, it is all you can eat at these places. The premium restaurants, it's 20 bucks in the door. It's still order nine dishes if you want, so you can do whatever you want to do. So I sit down, and I order, at that point, steak novice. I ordered a filet. Because that was what my parents always told me as the cut of choice. My, how wrong they are. <laughs> Ribeye for life. Yes. But, I can, I again, can do you it's one, an evolution. I can do you one better, though. They're expensive. The you, rib you, cap is supposedly you, the best cut of Tomahawk. Meat. You just have to know what you're doing. Nope. 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 I'm, I'm going to stop you right there because, as the kids say, that is all cap. That is all bullshit. Because you know what a tomahawk is? It's a ribeye with a bone that ups the weight and the price. Do Don't. you know what that bone does for that piece of meat, though? I See, that's the same as a T-bone. T-bone is an excellent cut of steak. You're paying more for it because the bone is heavy. But that T-bone is going to taste phenomenal coming off that grill because of the bone. So okay. Now... This is from the guy that's going to go buy ribeyes. <laughs> it's rare for me to splurge on myself like that. Now, if I, ca- if I catch T-bones on sale, I'm on it. I own it like Donkey Kong because they will come off tender. They have great flavor just because of the bone. Same with the tomahawk. Now, the downside of a tomahawk is it's big enough to feed four people. So, I, I got two tomahawks last summer for the wife and I. I go to the... I go to the same butcher no matter what I'm getting. I got a tomahawk. I did not hate it. Okay? I did not hate it. It was no better to me cooked the exact same way as I make my ribeyes. But I reverse sear. So all of the things that you're thinking that bone is going to bring, I'm doing that anyway because of the way I'm cooking it. It it does not make the difference to me, that it does to you, but we're also preparing in a different yeah. method. Well, see, I don't, I don't do the re- the the only time you're going to catch me searing a steak is if it's raining like hell and I don't have a covered place to. <laughs> I get it. Uh, but see, now I'm different from a lot of other people. Like a roast, I'm going to sear the hell out of that before I get it started, uh, and then I'm going to deglaze that pan and pour it right on over in there with the rest of it. Uh, but. Preach which, on, brother. And, and that's, that's Preach one of those, on, brother. Which, that's one of those, everybody's different. I yeah. know people that will not eat wings. I hate wings. I just can't Ugh. stand wings. But yet, they will eat a chicken leg, they'll eat a chicken thigh, they'll eat a chicken wing. And that's those. That's their favorite pieces of meat. And I'm sitting there going, it's just, it's tiny versions of that. Uh, I, I, I have a friend, just flat, wasn't going to do it, wasn't going to do it, wasn't going to do it. So I was like, all right, so I'm, I'm going to grill some chicken. What's your fave? Bone-in, boneless. I prefer boneless breast. Okay, now I understand why you don't like wings. 
because you don't want to chew and bite off the bone. All right, I get that. There's people that have an issue with that. Some of your older people can't do it either. Uh, but what I did, and they're like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, but I don't want you to toss it in that wing sauce. And I'm going to give you the wing sauce and a little ramekin over to the side. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. And that, all of a sudden, they like the concept of wings. They just don't want to. And I'm sitting over going, well, all it is is chicken nuggets fried and dipped through sauce, but you can get the boneless wings. Huh? Boneless wings are merely chicken breast cut into chunks. Yeah. It's a nugget. It's a chicken nugget. I still love that that guy is currently suing yes. the big chain restaurant for that very thing. Because you can't call them that. You need to call them nuggets. And the company owned it and is going, we're choosing to call it that. There's nothing semantically it, different between what you're saying and what we are. They are arguing. But it's their dish and they can call it what they want to. That is, it. he's listing it as false advertising. They're listing it as total clarity. He's just an idiot. They're going to win. Yes. He because wants, he's just an idiot. He wants $3 million. Yeah. Because he feels like he's been lied to. I got news for no, you. There's not Follow- a such thing as a boneless chicken, people. That would be jello that's clucking. I really wanted to come up with a really cool play off of that, like a nickname or something, and I can't. I can't. No, that'd be a jello mold. I mean, that's all it is. You know you can't call it that, because jello's technically a brand. It'd be a gelatin mold. Sorry, Jell-O. I love you, Jell-O. Mid. Jell-O has never been a dick. 